It's One Storytime, a podcast for kids of all ages who want to become investigators of God's Word, the one story of redemption in Jesus Christ. In each episode, we will learn an amazing Word of the Week, investigate a challenging question about God and His world, or to discover how to apply a Bible story to our lives. So let's get started. Here's our host, Dr. John Kwasny, but you can just call him Doc. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land, wherever you are listening today, thank you so much for joining us on One Story Time. Have you ever played one of the many versions of the memory matching game? The one we used to play all the time had 72 square tiles that were divided into 36 matching pairs. The game began by shuffling the tiles and then turning them all over so you could only see the back of the tile which the backs were all exactly the same. On your turn, you flip over two tiles looking for a matching pair. If you were successful, you kept the set taking it off the board. If not, you had to turn them back over and play move to the next person. I used to be excellent at the memory matching game. I loved beating my children all the time. I had such a good memory. And over time, their memories got better and better probably from playing this game so much. Now I get to play the memory matching game with my grandchildren, and I'm not nearly as sharp as I used to be. That's one of the hard things about getting older. Our ability to remember things can get diminished. But the truth is we all struggle with remembering, not just when we are playing the memory matching game, but in the real serious things of life as well. We can easily forget what God's Word clearly teaches us. We can easily forget all that God has done for us. We can easily forget what God requires of us. Our Bible lesson today will help us to apply the truth that we all need things in our lives to help us to remember. Whether we are young or old, we need to get better and better at remembering what God wants us to remember. Our story is found in Joshua chapters 3 and 4, if you have a Bible with you. We are now in the sixth book of the Old Testament. The Israelites have finished their long, long wanderings in the wilderness. They are now ready to enter the promised land. Moses has died, so God gave them a new leader named Joshua. But there was a problem. The Jordan River needed to be crossed but it was too wide and deep just to walk across. Does that sound familiar? Yes, remember that the Lord had to part the Red Sea to help the Israelites escape from the Egyptians. Now they would need God to intervene again in order to enter the promised land. We will begin our story in Joshua 3, verse 10. And Joshua said, Here is how you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is passing over before you into the Jordan. Now therefore take twelve men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man. And when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. Did you hear that? 
when the men representing the Israelites who were carrying the Ark of God took their first step into the Jordan River, it would stop flowing. The headwaters would stand up in a heap, like there was some invisible hand holding back the water. Whose hand would that be? Yes, the Lord's hand. And did you hear what Joshua said first? This would all happen so that the Israelites could be confident that God would also drive out all their enemies from the promised land. There was more of God's amazing power to come. Can you imagine being one of those men stepping into the Jordan River? As you put your foot down, you look up river, and suddenly all those gallons and gallons and gallons of water just stop flowing. Let's finish the chapter. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water, now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest, the waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan, and those flowing down toward the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off, and the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. Now I want to highlight a couple of things here. First, you heard this was harvest time, so the Jordan River was overflowing its banks. That means this miracle is even more incredible. There is no possible way that the people could have crossed that river on their own. Secondly, the waters were stopped until every Israelite made it across. We don't know exactly how many people were left after these years of wilderness wanderings. It was a big number, and God delivered them all. Okay, so what does this story have to do with remembering? We are about to find out as we continue in Joshua chapter 4, verse 1. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Take twelve men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, Take twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you, and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan River, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. The Lord told the Israelites to make a memorial out of 12 Jordan River stones. Do you know what a memorial is? It has the word memory right in it. A memorial is something that helps us remember something else. These 12 stones would help the children of the Israelites to remember what God did at the Jordan River. 
bringing his people into the promised land. Even though this was such a huge, amazing event, people would soon forget about it. Why? Because as I said, we are forgetful people. We tend not to remember the things that God wants us to always remember. Well, listen to the end of chapter 4. And those twelve stones, which they took out of the Jordan River, Joshua set up at Gilgal. And he said to the people of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know. Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. The Jordan Stone Memorial came with instructions for parents. They were to use the stones as an opportunity to teach their children about God and what he had done for Israel. And they would also be useful to remind people of all the earth who God really is. Now, have you ever gone to a museum? I would guess you have. Museums are filled with memorials that teach us about historical people or events or even how things work. They help us remember just like these stones did for the Israelites. So do you get the point? We all need help remembering all that God wants us to remember. So what memory helps does God give you and me? First, he gives us the word of God. We have our Bibles filled with reminders to help us remember God. He also gives us his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us remember all that Christ has given us. And then third, God gives us his church. When we gather for worship, when we go to Sunday school, when we take the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, when we fellowship with other believers, these are all helps for us to remember all that God wants us to know. And finally, I hope you have Christian parents who will help you remember about God. As adults, we Christians always long for the next generation to know all about King Jesus and put their faith in King Jesus all the days of their lives. That is my hope for you who are listening as well. So give thanks today that you don't have to remember all of God's mighty acts, all of his commands, all on your own. Use the memory aids that God has given you to always remember the Lord your God. Thank you for investigating God's Word with us today. One Story Time is brought to you by One Story Ministries, provider of Christ-centered Bible curriculum for the church, home, and school. You can discover more about our resources for children, youth, and adults by visiting onestoryministries.org. Please share this podcast with your friends, family, and church so you can talk about it together. Until next time, keep learning, loving, and living out God's Word.